seconds in. So let's start some idle banter. Seriously, we have to come up with idle banter again. Yeah, but you know, we got to do something before the music starts. We've always done something before the music starts. All right, well, let's do something a little different today. Yeah, a little bit of foreshadowing. Guess what I found today? Royalty-free on the Internet Archive. Oh, tell me. Do tell me. I found that we can actually use Maurice Chevalier's Thank Heavens for Little Girls. Oh, oh sorry, blue. Oh. <laughs> Forget the credits rolling, Alex. Thank heaven for This week, in the background, you hear the one and only Maurice Chevalier singing his hit song, uh, Thank Heavens for Little Girls. We are playing that today because you know it is a fantastic week for MWMB when we can fit in both a stress gun <laughs> and, and a Vladimir Putin story. These probably It's a doubleheader. It is a doubleheader <laughs> this week on MWMB. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the podcast that brings you the weirdest news and the stupidest politics we've found on the media all week long. I oh, am... No, no, folks, folks, we found way more. We had to cut this down. That's right. There are six stories laying on the floor that I regrettably can't get to. All right, let's cue our regular theme music now. Thank you, Maurice. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk to you later. And... Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MWMB. That's middle-aged white men. I'm complaining. Complaining. <laughs> this is the show that brings you the stupidest news stories and the most ridiculous politics that we can uncover this week in the news media as we go about our daily lives. Coming to you nominally from the left, but not so much anymore. I'm Alex Jeffries. <laughs> And the man who never changes his position as constant as the Northern Star, which is appropriate because he's hidden out in Canada, uh, is our good friend, Jim. Oh, Alex, Alex, before we get to these hard, uh, hard-biting, uh, deep news stories... Yeah. <laughs> Our very stock and trade here at MWMB. Did you see that the current dear leader of North Korea has his own private airplane now? Oh, yes, it's, 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 I just it's, put in the sound effect of a of a supersonic jet screaming from one speaker to the other. Tell me, please, that that's appropriate. Yeah, I, I would. No, it's not. Um, let's just call this Air Force Un. You know. Oh, okay. Hang on a minute. Oh, come on, it's a jet airplane. Please, it's got a something in oh, there. Okay. <laughs> oh, get off my airplane. No, get off the ground. <laughs> I'm sorry, dear leader. You're going to have to lose a little bit more weight before we can get this baby into the air. <laughs> All right. They, they just uh, fixed up an Illusion IL 62. For 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 the dear leader, this is this is a nineteen sixty two vintage old Soviet plane. Now I'm going to put a Volkswagen horn in there. <laughs> now I, I have personal experience flying in these babies, so I can tell you how comfortable and safe they are. This was when you but, were taken prisoner for interrogation by the KGB back in your early days, right? Yeah, this was back in some basement in Romania. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all rigged up, and 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 dear leader, in the inaugural red carpet flight, flew around a half-built condominium complex in in 
the Capitol saying, look, that's where our scientists are going to live. <laughs> and then it landed, it landed, and he got off. Now, <laughs> I looked this thing up online. I ran it in, Elution IL-62 for sale. I can buy one for a hundred thousand bucks. <laughs> and this is a jetliner. <laughs> Hell's bills. I saw I saved it. I didn't even put this into our rotation. I saw something on eBay about a US jet that you could get for less than that. You could get it for the price of a used car. Um, you know Well this is a used car. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the VW beat me. Um, <laughs> so yes, congratulations. Kim Jong Un on on your new toy. Now, do they have enough gas to fly it? I don't know, but it is. <laughs> that's right. Oh. It's, it's. I'm happy to know that the deer leader has his own his own set of wings now. Thank God. And as the starving children look up into the sky, they can take some solace as they expire from hunger. Oh. By knowing that Kim Jong-il is flying up there looking down. No, no, down. no. Kim Jong-il is looking down from, you know, the mountain. This, this is Kim Jong-un. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Kim can, don't get him mixed up. Don't get him mixed up here. The, no, the, no. The first one was Chung King. Ah, Chung Chi. Whatever. Incidentally, if you're looking for a great historical read, this is not funny, but David Halberson's, um I think it's called The Coldest Winter. I'm, I'm reading it right now. I'm reading it very slowly. But um, a great book on the Korean War. Just uh, it, but incredibly frustrating. I didn't know a lot about Korea. But anyway, yeah. I um, read it. What's, it's a, you, it's a you great think? book. Yeah, it's, it's a great awesome. book. Yeah, and, and if you want to talk about The Coldest Winter, let's just go outside my house. Yeah, no <laughs> Here, too. Of course, at least I don't have MacArthur breathing down my neck. Were you born a fat, slimy scumbag, puke piece of shit? Anyway, all right. Well, maybe we should turn now from uh, from North Korean Peninsula to, <laughs> to more to more relevant news. Yeah. <laughs> I I looked for this so hard. I heard it and I could not find the soundbite. But I heard a great little quickie on CBS Radio News this week, and basically the announcer goes. <laughs> Cold has frozen Washington, and all non-essential personnel have been asked to stay home. Congress is not considered essential personnel. (laughs) (laughs) In Washington, D.C., anytime they say non-essential personnel, there's like heart attacks and angst. Depression is rampant because they all think they're important. (laughs) Hey, speaking of Washington. Yeah. I've got this little soundbite from Washington. I can't actually play you the real thing because this is radio and you won't get the full sense. So I'm going to give you my personal dramatic interpretation. Uh, Just imagine in the backgrounds, cameras snapping photographs, all the panoply of a White House press conference as Joe Biden swears in our new secretary of defense. Yes, well, I'm being excited. Oh, okay. Ooh. I thought you said who? Who? Ashton Carter. Um, he's on first. Anyway, um, isn't that the guy on Two and a Half Men? Yeah. <laughs> Wait. So he comes to the podium, and what happens is, if you haven't seen the video, Ashton comes to the to podium. Vice President Joe Biden goes off screen, takes Ashton Carter's wife Stephanie from the sidelines, guiding her by the shoulders, and steers her into the limelight so that she can stand by her husband. But oh, then, say it's not so, Joe. Oh, it's Uncle Joe being Uncle Joe. Then he does not take her hands off her for the next five <laughs> minutes, and he even appears to be sticking his tongue in her ear or something like that. Anyway, I'm just, I'm just imagining the speech from Aston Carter. He's like, 
Well, thank you, Mr. Vice President. I think you know how much it means to have you swear me in today. It's the highest honor to be the 25th Secretary of Defense, and I've got a lot of thanks to give out here. I want to, first of all, thank my perfect wife, Stephanie. Joe, will you please get your damn tongue off my wife's ear? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember those great gate crashers at the, at the White House? Uh, those, yes. And, and the picture of them with Biden? And, and Joe's got a ear-to-ear grin with his hand around the, 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 the woman, like, Joe, Joe, give it up. Oh, man, the conservative blog Daily Beast, I'm, I'm not usually a fan, but I have to say, they called it, quote, tactile cuckolding and suggested... <laughs> I'm not done yet. Don't laugh yet. That's just that's just the that's just the hors d'oeuvre. I'm not at the entree yet. They suggested that a no touch policy be enforced for the vice president and using a cattle prod if necessary. <laughs> Don't touch that lady. We got a little uh, a little button for your you know coat there with the slash in it. Says no canoodling. Can't you just see Obama <laughs> sitting in the sidelines? Hey, uh, watch 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 Joe. <laughs> So, yes, white men in, in, in positions of power, groping women. It's nice to know that we're about to leave that behind. Thank you. We're not. Poor little girl. Hey, so speak, speaking, speaking of Dominic Strauss-Kahn. Yes. Jim, would you like to take us to France? Today? I can't even do it without laughing. <laughs> so, how's How's his trial going? <laughs> well, Jim, it turns out that the prosecutor has actually asked oh. that the charges against Dominique Strauss-Kahn be dropped. Uh, for those of you that don't know, this is a former head of the IMF, was accused several years ago, much to our delight here on MWMB. Of, and possible presidential candidate and for... And possible uh, presidential candidate of France, <laughs> proving their ability to dig deep into their national resources to bring out only the best... And, uh, <laughs> that's what she. Me. That's and, what uh, she said. <laughs> so yeah, he was accused of molesting a maid here in New York, and then when he got back to Paris, found himself facing charges of running an international sex ring with prostitutes. But I did not know. It's a, a quote from an article by Dan Belfesky of the New York Times, written on the 17th. During the trial, Mr. Strauss-Kahn testified he would never have taken the risk of knowingly attending orgies with prostitutes, given well, his standing and his political aspirations. So, so, so he unknowingly attended orgies. Exactly. It's kind of like, hookers? What hookers? I thought they were just a bunch of nice young schoolgirls. Well, and then well, it gets better, though, Al. You know that 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 I only attended for a year. It's not like that would affect my affect my work at the IMF. What the? It's okay. No kidding. Dominique was actually outraged. He said, "You know, this is when you read the criminal complaint, you get the impression that this was unbridled activity, but it was only four times of the year. The rest of the time, I was too busy trying to save the global economy as head of the IMF." <laughs> In a, in a hotel room in New York. That's right. <laughs> and suddenly, Joe Biden looks like he should be on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Joe Biden sitting in Washington. Oh, I wish I could speak French. Yeah. <laughs> I got the wrong gig. <laughs> 
my God. By the way, I have to uh, stop for a minute. I didn't talk to you about this. We have a listener out here in uh, in, in my state of Minnesota. Uh, God bless him. He's one of our loyal listeners, Brian R. And I've got to tip the hat to Brian Ever since our story last week about the raccoons for sale in the frozen meat department of the Chinese grocery store in you know, California. That's still being talked about up here. It, it is. And <laughs> Brian Brian has found the raccoons to be the leaders of a massive international conspiracy responsible for just about everything that goes wrong this week. <laughs> so, Brian, I just want to thank you so much for listening to our show and sharing it with your friends. And, uh, you know, it almost makes up for the fact that my dear wife will have nothing to do with us. Anyway. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, hey, hey, speaking of raccoons, which rhymes with Rand Paul. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This one just came across oh, my desk hey, yesterday. Hey, hey, this is important. This is important, Alex. You need a little bit of somber, you know, uh, professional attitude about this. I didn't get the soundbite, so if you guys will forgive me, I'll just do Rand Paul right now. You know, my incredibly <laughs> accurate imitation of Rand I'll, Paul. I'll be, the, I'll be the press at the press conference. Yeah, okay. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I've got a great big, huge announcement I want to make today. <laughs> ready? I'm ready. We're ready. Now, We're ready. Here it is. My announcement is... I'm fixing to make another announcement next month. <laughs> make it a month. Yeah, that is Rand Paul, our favorite anti-vaxxer on the show, making his important announcement about an upcoming announcement this week. Paul announced that he might be announcing that he's running for president next March, this March or maybe April. And I got to tell you, Jim, I am so damn tired of the Kabuki theater that is an American presidential campaign. Just run for president or don't. Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. This, this, you know, there's there's somebody else who say a husband used to be a president. It's doing the same thing. Oh, well, you know, stay tuned. I may make an. I may not make it. I'm thinking about making. I'm thinking about making an announcement about an announce <laughs> but instead I'm gonna do my Putin imitation <laughs> yes you're right this is bipartisan bullshit I am not you know just because I don't like Rand Paul and I think that you know the fact that he's a doctor scares the shit out of me um but, yeah, but uh, he must be doing something right Howard Dean was running him down that's true Dr. Dean versus Dr. now there's a wrestling <laughs> match I want to see <laughs> um, <laughs> Complete stupidity versus complete hysterical stupidity. (laughs) Anyway, you know, you you mentioned him a great man. What's that? You mentioned Putin. (coughs) Oh, I did mention Putin. You mentioned Putin again. What? What's our? What's a show without Putin? Oh, you're right. A show without Putin. My God, I skipped Putin. I, yeah, I, yeah, no kidding. Putin was in the news. This one's actually frightening. This one's actually frightening. Yeah. <laughs> like Putin. One who will not beat me. One who will invade my neighbors. Uh, yeah, this week, Russian President Vladimir Putin, this is according to, well, pretty much everybody, but I took my copy from NBC and Reuters. That's where that's where I read the story. Um, from NBC? Brian yes. Williams was there to hear it. <laughs> exactly. No, he was too busy fighting the American Civil War. 
<laughs> anyway. Well, you know, but I, I'm sorry. I do have to... John Stewart's quote, Thank God the media was alert enough to stop Brian Williams from pretending to have taken part in a war that if the media had been alert enough in the first place, we never would have fought. <laughs> and we'll get to a rock policy later on in the show. Um, Jeff's got a little treat for us there. Just a, just a coming attraction. But at any rate... I just Vladimir Putin was giving a speech uh, to the Fatherland or the Fatherland Day holiday. Now, anybody uh, who has an organization defender. called Defenders of the Fatherland, I'm already frightened. No, um, it's a holiday. It's a holiday. I, I'm I'm sure it is, but that word Fatherland, I don't like it. That's why Homeland like Security gives me the willies. It's too close. What are you gay? <laughs> what are you homophobic? <laughs> homophobic. I'm fatherphobic. Fatherphobic? Yeah. Um, anyway, Vladimir Putin, we can roll the soundbite, which I actually do have, but it just sounds like this. Anyway, Putin says, no, no one should have the illusion they can gain military superiority over Russia. Put any kind of pressure on it. We will always have an adequate power for any such adventures. Dun, dun, dun. And I'm sorry, on behalf of my half of MWMB, I go, yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't know. That's easy for you to say. You're in Canada, for God's sake. Okay. okay. When was the last time? Okay. The actual was 1941. When was the last time anybody invaded Russia? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's on our. It's it's not on anybody's to do list. Well, speaking for my half of MWMB, I'm not so sure about that because I have got the impression that Vladimir Putin thinks that Russia now begins somewhere just east of Wyoming. Anyway, we're not going to settle that. So. Let's see. What's next? Uh, okay, I'm skipping that story. I'm not doing that story. Let's see what else. <laughs> Rand Paul, we ran him into a ditch already. Hey, does Jeff have something? Oh, well, we've rattled on. I had a story here about Scott Walker, but in all fairness, we have picked on enough Republicans for today, and we're going yeah, to do yeah, it again. Howard Dean insulted him, too. Well, that's true, but the problem is, in my humble opinion, Howard Dean had a point. Um, this week... <laughs> Former Democratic Party leader Howard the Scream Dean asked a question uh, to the media about Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, who is a likely right-wing candidate for the GOP nomination. And Governor Dean noted that Governor Walker did not finish college and wondered how intelligent a choice it would be to have a guy who, quote, didn't know much about the world and didn't know much about science, close quote, serving as the president of the United States. Walker responded on Fox News, of course, by saying, that's the kind of elitist government knows best top down approach we've had for years. Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, absolutely, a college dropout. You know what? I've got a better idea. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, uh. No education at all would be a t fantastic idea. All right, go whoa, ahead. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, whoa. How would you have rated Harry Truman on a scale of 1 to 10? I would have rated Harry Truman, as you damn well know, as one of the best presidents of the 20th century. And where did he get his college degree from? The University of FDR. Um, the University of I didn't go to college. Yes, but he was a Democrat. There's a difference. Oh, you a feet snob. <laughs> Thank you. I knew I could fit Spiro Agnew in there somewhere. 
I'll give you Spiro Agnew. I'll, I'll let you go. Harry Truman's an excellent point, Jim. So perhaps Scott Walker is a diamond in the rough. We'll have to see. Again, I stand on my previous comment. You know it's going to be a crappy presidential election when Jeb Bush looks like the best choice. <laughs> Oh, boy. Speaking of Jeb Bush. Speaking of Jeff. Speaking of Jeff and Jeb Bush. Jeff, uh, of course, being from Florida, uh, knows Jeb Bush better than most of us because he suffered through the governorship or or, or was enlightened, depending on your political point of view, by serving or living under the the heel of, of Jeb Bush. Jeb Bush was in the news this week because, of course, he is also engaged in the kabuki theater of maybe I will and maybe I won't run for president. Um, this week, he he gave a speech in which he cloud, proudly declared that I am my own man. And then he promptly signed on a list of advisors to President George W. Bush, who helped oh, him. <laughs> come on. Following in the footsteps of his little of his brother, George, you know. All right, what, do you, what do you got? What do you got against Popeye? <laughs> I am what I am. <laughs> I am my own man. <laughs> anyway, we don't need to talk too much about this because down in the garfish room of the Swamp Cabbage Cafe, our very own cabbage Woo-hoo! patch, yeah, <laughs> very own cabbage patch, Jeff, has responded to this story as he is wont to do with a little song. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our friend and my dad, Cabbage Patch Jeff, with his song about the romance between Jeb Bush and Paul Wolfowitz. Jeff calls this little ditty Wolfie. Wolfie! Remember W's war that we had in Iraq. Sorry, I think Jeff is getting a little political here. You know, he's, he's getting too serious. He's going to be run off this show if he's serious. <laughs> well, this did start out to be a political hate show. Yeah, hey, but oh, I loved his picture with the raccoon head. I, me too. Me too. I think that's good. Uh, y'all need to head on over to our uh, our MWMB Facebook page or our podcast page, uh, which you should do anyway. Please give us a like. Please give us a share. Um, at a hundred, at a hundred, there's a Putin T-shirt. That's right. At a hundred, we've only got like sixty-five to go. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, although we are getting up in the listings, one person shared us last week, so thank you so much. They they said, you know, listen to this. Anyway, so that's that's what I've got, and uh, there we have it. We're we're coming up, definitely coming up on on the end of our show here. But Jim, 
it is my understanding that you, as you so often do, have brought us the MWMB salute for this week. I did. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I did this week. And this week, I want to salute the United States State Department spokesperson, Marie Harf. And why are we saluting Marie Harf this week? Well, Marie went on the uh, talk show circuit there, the, the news show circuit, and and she made she made the the quote I, I feel of the week. Okay. And it, she basically said, uh, I can give you the whole thing, but it'll be on the on the website there to tell you where to look. But she said that uh, we cannot defeat ISIS merely by killing, simply by killing militants. It must target the underlying reasons to join the group, such as the lack of job opportunities. <laughs> okay. Oh, if it had only been that simple. Don't they see the help wanted sign down to 7-Eleven? Yes. They fit right in. <laughs> if, only, if only they had a job... They would not have, like, beheaded the 21 Christians, which kind of irritated the heck out of Egypt. No kidding, huh? Oh, my God. All right. Yeah, that is... <coughs> my God, that's like something Lyndon Johnson would do. Well, you know, if we could just get these people some jobs... <laughs> get a job. Get a job. Well, what's her name again? Uh, oh, gosh, yeah, Marie Harf. Marie Harf. Well, Marie Harf of the United States State Department. Get a job. <laughs> For your knee-jerk Democratic reactions of A, wanting to help everybody, and B, just being as dumb as a pile of chicken poop. <laughs> and that's pretty dumb. We here at MWMB salute you. you. Excellent. Well, Jim, it looks like we've stumbled through to the end of another one. <laughs> Wasted another half hour, have we? That's it. It's all gone. Water under the bridge now. We are all one podcast closer to the grave. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to MWMB. Please do give us a share if you found us funny. Let your friends know that there is a completely innocent way to waste an hour listening to stupid news every week. Jim and I are here. We are here for you. So please send money to your local public radio station. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway. right, send a dollar. That'll hold a little bit. Anyway. <laughs> That'll hold a little Anyway, I got nothing. We're supposed to fade out. We couldn't fade in this week. Now I can't get anything to fade out. You got anything, Jim? Yeah, I'll, I'll just we'll fade out with me singing Get a Job. Oh, okay. Great. Get a job. Do 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 do. Ba boom. Get a job. Do 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 do. Ba do. Get a job. Get a job. Thank heavens for little girls. Ladies and gentlemen, it's MWMB on KTEL Records. Nineteen of the greatest. You're pretty funny when I let you talk. Touch my and say thank heaven for little girls. For little girls get bigger every day. Thank heaven for little girls. They grow up in the most delightful way. Those little eyes so helpless and appealing. One day will flash and send you crashing through the ceiling. Thank heaven for little girls. 
thank heaven for them all, no matter where, no matter who. Without them, what would little boys do? Thank heaven, thank heaven, thank heaven for little And One day will flash and send you crashing through the ceiling. Thank heaven for little girls. Thank heaven for them all, no matter where, no matter who. Without them, what would little boys do? Thank heaven. Thank heaven. Thank heaven for little girls.